The scripture reading is from the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verses 15 through 21. If you love me, keep my commands. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me. Because I live, you also will live. On that day, you will realize that I am in my Father, and you are in me, and I am in you. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. This is the word of the Lord. Good morning. So in these verses from John 14, Jesus promises to give the Holy Spirit to those who follow him. He promises the Spirit. So who is the Holy Spirit? What, what does the Holy Spirit do for people? Well, in, in referring to the Spirit in this passage, the author of this gospel, John, he uses a Greek word that has various shades of meaning. It's very hard to translate this, this word into English. The word is parakletos, or the, the way you'd say it in English, paraklete, and you, the word appears in verse 16. Jesus says, I will give the Father, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another, and then the word is paraclete, another paraclete to be with you forever. And scholars, uh, if you look in various versions of, of the Bible, I found up to like seven different ways that uh, different English Bibles will translate that. All of them are valid. They all have something to say, but it's not an easy word to translate. So what I, I'd like to do this morning, I'd like to just look at uh, the three perhaps most common ways that scholars will translate that word, paraclete, into English because each of them gives us a glimpse into who the Spirit is, what the Spirit does. So one way you could translate that is advocate. You see that in the version that's in our, in our bulletin. I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate. And an advocate, an advocate is someone who stands beside you in a court of law and speaks up in your defense, basically a defense lawyer. If you ever get arrested and put on trial, you're going to need a good defense lawyer. You need an advocate. You need someone to speak up for you. And, and, and this is what the Spirit does. Now, 1 John chapter 2 tells us that Jesus does this. Jesus is our advocate. Uh, 1 John 2 says, My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin. But if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. So this is just saying that if Christians stumble into sin and they, and they live in some way that doesn't glorify God, Jesus will function as their advocate. Jesus will speak up to the Father in their defense. And you'll notice in today's passage, the Holy Spirit is called 
another advocate, meaning the Holy Spirit does the same thing. Just like Jesus, the Holy Spirit speaks up for us. On those, on those days when you really blow it, you ever have a day like that? Those days when you, 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 you fall into maybe the same old sin you've been struggling with for years or you, you do something that just makes you feel so ashamed. Those, those days when you feel like you are perhaps the worst Christian in the church or in the world, maybe. Those days when you even wonder if you're really saved, if someone like you truly could be part of God's family. On those days, Romans 8 verse 16 says, the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit and tells us that we are children of God. We are God's children. The, the, the Spirit advocates for us. Now, how does the Holy Spirit do that? Well, Christian, when, when the Spirit speaks up in your defense, He does not talk about how good you are or how hard you try doesn't talk about the ways you seem to be improving. No, listen, when the Spirit speaks up in your defense, He doesn't talk about you at all. He talks about Jesus. John chapter 15, verse 26, Jesus said this. He said, when the Advocate comes, whom I will send from the Father, the Spirit of truth who, who goes out from the Father, He said, when the Advocate comes, He will testify about me. Notice, Christian, the Spirit does not testify about you. When you, when you, when you sin and, and, you're, and you're, you're needing this, um, this word from the Spirit, the Holy Spirit does not come and say to you, oh, don't worry, you won't be condemned for this. We know you didn't mean it. We know you're trying. We know you're, 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 you'll do better next time. No, the Spirit does not testify about you. The Spirit testifies about Jesus. So when you, you fall into sin, the Spirit says this. He says, do not worry. You will not be condemned. Jesus, the righteous one, died in your behalf. Jesus said, when the advocate comes, he will testify about me. The book of 1 John says, when our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. Isn't that good news? It also says this, 1 John 3, 24. This is how we know God lives in us. We know it by the Spirit He gave us. The Spirit speaks up for us in our defense. So isn't it encouraging to know, believer in Christ, that just as God the Son advocates for you in heaven, God the Son advocates for you on earth. There's an old hymn by Charles Wesley. It says this, Arise, my soul, arise. Shake off your guilty fears. The bleeding sacrifice in my behalf appears. Before the throne, my Savior stands. Before the throne, my Savior stands. My name is written on His hands. And then a later verse says this, The Father hears Him pray, the dear anointed one. He cannot turn away the presence of His Son. The Spirit answers to the blood. The Spirit answers to the blood and tells me, I am born of God. So, who is the Holy Spirit? 
He is our advocate. He's our advocate. You could also translate the word, word counselor. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. So if an advocate is someone who speaks up for you, a, a counselor is one who speaks truth to you. And that's what the Spirit of truth does. Did you know? Did you know that the Holy Spirit speaks truth to you, believer? Colossians 1 verse 9 says the, that the way that Christians grow in their knowledge of God's will is not simply by attending Bible studies. It's not simply by uh, listening to sermons. It's not simply by reading books on theology. It says that the way we grow in our knowledge of God's will is, quote, through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives. The Spirit gives wisdom. The Spirit gives understanding. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. Now, how does, how does he do this? Well, if you've ever gone for counseling, and by the way, if you haven't, it can be very helpful, all right? If you've ever gone for counseling, you know that an essential part of the therapeutic process is the relationship that exists between the counselor and the client. Some, sometimes a counselor will give you answers that, if you're honest, you could have found on Google, right? But Google won't help you the way that counseling does. Why? Because uh, when, when you receive truth from a counselor, you receive it in the context of relationship. The American Psychological Association says this, a good relationship between patient and psychologist is essential for helping the client to connect with, remain in, and get the most from therapy. Counseling works because of relationship. Well, listen, in the same way as our counselor the Holy Spirit enters into a relationship with us, and it's deeply, deeply personal. This, this, is, this is important to understand. When the Bible talks about the Holy Spirit, the Bible's not talking about some um, kind of for, some form of energy that emanates from God, not talking about some inanimate power. It's not describing some kind of force field, you know, the force be with you. No. Listen, the Holy Spirit is a person, the third person of the Trinity. Notice what Jesus says, middle of verse 17. He says, you know him. Not you know it, or you know about it. Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is God. As our counselor, he comes to, to enter into a relationship with us. One of the classic benedictions that ministers often use at the close of a worship service, I think we will use it later today, is 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. You've heard this before. The minister will stand before the congregation and say, may the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Now just think about the wording of that benediction. It says that we receive grace from God the Son, we receive love from God the Father, and it says we enjoy fellowship with God the Spirit. The word that's translated fellowship means communion. It means friendship. It means, it means a personal relationship. We have a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, with our counselor. Jesus says, you know him. Now, I would guess that if you ever try to explain that 
relationship to friends of yours who don't know Christ, they probably won't understand what you're talking about. They'll say, listen, what do you mean you know the Holy Spirit? What do, you, what do you mean you have fellowship with Him, relationship with Him? Well, Jesus here basically says that this, this is one of those things that you really cannot understand until you experience it. He says that, verse 17, He says, The world cannot accept Him because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He lives with you and will be in you. He's like, you're, you're, you can't understand this until, until it happens to you. Basically, that's the same thing the Apostle Paul said, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. He said, the person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness. He says, I don't understand this. It makes no sense to me at all. It says that such a person cannot understand them because they're discerned only through the Spirit. It might be that nothing I'm saying today makes sense to you at all. It's the counselor, the spirit, who makes these truths real in a, in a personal way. So who is the spirit? He's our advocate. He speaks up for us. He's our counselor. He speaks truth to us. Then one final way that you could often translate that this word, paraclete, is the word helper. In fact, uh, the NIV tries to get both of those in. I'll ask the Father who'll give you another advocate to help you. The Holy Spirit comes to help us. Well, y you might say the Spirit comes to help us do what? To help, to help us succeed in business, to help us do well in school. There's nothing wrong with either of those things. But the primary reason the Spirit comes is, is listen, is to help us to live our lives for the glory of God. We have one life on this earth, right? It's very short. One chance to live our days here for the glory of God. The Spirit comes to change us, to enable us to do that. Theologians refer to that as the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit changes us deep inside so that our lives become more and more and more and more pleasing to God. You might ask, well, how does the Holy Spirit do this? How does He empower us, help us to live for God? I had a, I had a soccer coach in, in high school who tried to make us better players by yelling at us, run faster, run faster, kick the ball harder. Listen, it didn't make me a better player. It just made me quit the team. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a boss at a summer job in college who tried to make me a better worker by constantly trying to point out something wrong with everything I did. Didn't make me a better worker. Just made me resent him. I've heard of some parents who try to motivate their children to be better students by comparing them to others. Why can't you be a little more like your brother? He gets straight A's. Why can't you be like your cousin? He got into Dartmouth. You know, that, that doesn't, doesn't work. So how does the Holy Spirit help us to change? Does he yell at us? Does he criticize us? Does he compare us with others? No. Listen. The Holy Spirit helps us to change by causing us to fall in love with Jesus. That's, that's his main job, to let us know Jesus. So we fall in love with him. Look, look at verse 21. What does Christ say? 
Verse 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who tries really hard. No, he doesn't say that. He says, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who studies the Bible a lot. No, he doesn't say that. He says, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who is self-disciplined and organized. No, again, he says this, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who's just fallen in love with me. Listen, this is so important. Love for Jesus leads to a life of obedience to God's commands. So Christian, if you're struggling to obey God in some area of your life, and can we just be honest and admit that sometimes we struggle. If you're struggling to obey God, you need to understand that your primary problem is not a lack of self-discipline. Your primary problem is not a lack of self-control. If you're struggling to obey, your primary problem is not a lack of effort. If you're struggling to obey God, your primary problem is a love problem. There, there's, there's something that, that has a hold of your heart more than Christ does. You love it more than Him. And, and the, the only thing that's going to deliver you is to fall in love with Jesus. It's like an old song that uh, the Beach Boys used to sing. All right, help me, Rhonda. Here's the story behind the, the song. Apparently, this young man got his heart broken by his girlfriend. He can't get over her. He can't stop loving her. So he turns to Rhonda and says, Rhonda, you have to help me. And so the words are so profound. The lyrics are, help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Help, help me, Rhonda. Help me, Rhonda. Yeah, get her out of my heart. He's just saying, the only way I'll ever get over that old love that is ruining me is to find a new love. Rhonda, let me fall in love with you. So how does the Spirit set us free from these old loves of the world and the flesh that are destroying us? He makes Jesus so real. We fall in love with Him. Jesus returned to that thought later in, in John 16. He says, when the, when the Spirit of truth comes, He will glorify me. He will take what is mine and make it known to you. In other words, He says, the Holy Spirit is going to make me known to you. This is why Christ says here in verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. And that's just so strange. He's talking about the Spirit comes to you, so coming to you. So why does he say, I will come to you? I'll tell you why. Because it's the Spirit who makes the presence of Jesus known to us. John Calvin, writing about that verse, said this. He says, when Christ says, I will come to you, he shows in what manner he dwells in his people. Calvin writes, it's by the power of the Spirit. The Spirit enables us to know Jesus. And here's how this changes you. The more you know Jesus, the more you realize that Jesus really loves you. The more you realize that Jesus really loves you, the more you start to love him. The more you start to love him, the old loves of the world no longer have a place in your heart. And you find growing within you this desire to honor God. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. And it's the Spirit who helps us do that. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 18 says, We all who contemplate the Lord's glory, we just look at Jesus, and we keep looking at Him and looking at Him and looking at Him. We see how beautiful He is. It says, We all who contemplate the Lord's glory 
are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. That's how the Spirit helps us to live for God. He makes Christ known. So who is the Holy Spirit? He's your advocate. He will speak up in your defense. He's your, he's your counselor. Through a personal relationship, he will speak his truth to you. And he's your helper. He helps you to know Jesus so that you, his love transforms you. You fall in love with him. And you start to live for God's glory. So let me close with a question that some, you might be asking. Um, what if I'm not sure if I have the Holy Spirit? Or, I think I have the Holy Spirit, but what do I do if I want Him to be more actively at work in my life? What do I do? Let me, let me just close with these words of Jesus. Jesus said, Ask, and you will receive. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would honor the promise he made for the ch to the church by pouring out the Spirit on us in new ways, in fresh ways. For any here to whom the Spirit has not yet come, I pray that he would gently, lovingly bring the presence of Christ. For those of us who feel perhaps dry or empty, I pray that the Spirit would breathe new life to us. Make Jesus so real to us that our love for him grows and we find ourselves empowered to live for your glory. In his name we pray. Amen.